Welcome to a workplace. I haven't punched anyone at work. What happens when someone says you were giving him googly eyes? I only wear tight see-through t-shirts. How much do you compromise to get what you want? Moms who work are just parenting two times. This is like modern work. Well, you could give the job to him, but I'll do it for less. That's sexual harassment. Sorry I'm not wearing makeup. This is just how I look. Working. <laughs> and having a vagina. <laughs> What drinks do you have over there for yourself? Um, well, I have a water. I see that one is water. And the other one is a margarita from, like, five days ago. Oh, gross. That I <laughs> I got, and then I just had a sip, and I, like, wasn't Ew. in the mood for it anymore. Do they stay? Doesn't, well, I guess I nothing mean, in there. I mean, it's alcohol. Well, you know, but the mixers. I don't know. I guess lime and I'll sweet and know. sour. Not sweet and sour. Is that what it's called? Gosh, I can't remember how to make a margarita. It's mostly water, because there was ice in it. Okay. <laughs> great, great, great. Well, it looks delicious. It looks like lemonade, like a fun, fancy lemonade. Yeah. I just have um, an old Costco-sized salsa jar that I converted into a water glass. That's a good shape. It's 32 ounces. That's why it's so fat. Gotta I get those it. ounces in. <laughs> Mm. I've been trying to find the right size container to drink water out of, like to most effectively make me drink water. Mm. Sometimes a big one is good. It's a big deal. But sometimes a little one is is like (laughs) more accomplishments. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Um, We just ordered two, we ordered a half gallon metal water bottle and a gallon metal water bottle. Oh. There was this research recently that we became aware of of drinking from anything plastic mm-hmm. being horrendous for you and going to be the reason why we are like going to be infertile in a few hundred years or something like that. I don't know. There are a whole lot of theories about why we'll be extinct soon. Anyway, it just seemed like an easy thing to fix if you're like, well, maybe on the off chance this is true. We'll just switch to glass and metal, so we're converting everything, which is great because we have a bunch of disgustingly old plastic water bottles that my husband just refused to throw away in high school, and, like, they're just, they've just been living out their days in my cabinet, and I'm like, your days are numbered, bottles. Now i got some studies to back this up. Disgusting, yeah. Once those metal guys arrive, you guys are toast. So anyway. Can, Can you drink coffee out of metal? Oh, mm, not unless it's like meant for it. But no, if you it's can't. Meant, no, no, like, can you? Like, out of a metal thermos, does it taste weird to you? Oh, you're asking me not as like a general you. Um, mm, I don't know. I don't recall it tasting great. I can't do it. You're not into it. Huh? And I finally met some people who agreed. Oh, you like, found your people. <gasps> you too? <laughs> Most people think I'm so strange. Oh. You taste it. Um, They taste it. Listen, there's something I need to address before we start. I, before coming here, cut my bangs in a hurry. And I'm just going to brush them to the side because I don't know if they're straight or not. I cut them real fast. And that is as bad of an idea as it sounds. So if you're looking at my forehead at any time during this, I'm going to be get very self-conscious, very self-conscious, very fast. <laughs> Should I put sunglasses on? Ah, I didn't bring a hair tie either, so I, like, can't just, like, wrap them into the rest of my hair and put it back. See, I didn't even notice. I was looking at your hair and thinking, oh, it looks really nice. It's just, like, pushed all back, very flowy and natural. And I was like, I wonder if she's looking at my jagged kindergarten bangs right now. <gasps> anyway... <laughs> Wasn't. Um, so I'm Diana Pfeiffer. Oh, you were looking at my eyes. <laughs> I was even watching your mouth. Should I like? Should I say my name? No, I shouldn't. Okay, I'll do it again. I'm Diana Pfeiffer. I'm Paige Slaughter. <laughs> and what's our topic for today? Today's topic found us. It did. <laughs> by way of me and my car. Uh huh. So tell us, tell us what happened. I was on my way over here to the studio 
to pick a topic before I went out of town. I was like, oh, I need to go over to the jar Mm -hmm. and grab a topic before I leave. And I walked by my car and suddenly noticed in red Sharpie or some kind of paint pen, not sure, right above my gas tank thing, SELECT, all caps, with a squiggly underline underneath it. right. Like the way you sign a birthday card, like, happy squiggle (laughs) birthday. (laughs) Like, emphasis. Yeah, right. Just to make it a little fun. Just a little flair for the word slut on the side of your car. I can't believe this happened to you. When you texted me, okay, well, from the picture you sent, we'll put it on Instagram. Sure. Okay. From the picture you sent, I couldn't tell if it was keyed into your car. I thought it was keyed in, which is, like, real tough. I'm so glad it wasn't. Oh, boy. There's nothing you can do about that. But a red Sharpie or paint pen. Okay. So this makes things weirder for me because I'm really trying to figure out what happened. Yes. (laughs) Where was your car parked? Okay. Well, the thing is I don't know when it happened. Oh, right. Because it was not on my driver's side. Oh, right. <laughs> it sucks. So, it sucks because you're just like, I don't know how long I've been broadcasting this to the world. Yeah. Could have months won- ago. I wondered how many people saw it and, like, didn't tell me. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So it was parked <laughs> in my driveway when I saw it. But earlier that day, it was parked on a street in town. Um, and then on another street in town near an organization that I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it happened somewhere nearby because I did go to the gas station on my way home like oh, four yeah. days before I saw it. So sometime between when I went to the gas okay. station and when I saw it. Okay. Interesting. So during those four days, your car was in like a number of public places. Not many. And they were all very local, which if you are also local or have visited, is very sad and surprising. Right. Uh, or, well, I guess it's sad and su- sad anywhere, extra surprising here, but also yes. not really that surprising. <laughs> you just negated yourself <laughs> 10 different ways. Um Why not surprising? Well, I'll tell you later. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. So I'm, so the way I broke this down for our topic, because you and I decided this is our topic. We'll just, that slut. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, open for interpretation was your parenthetical for that. (laughs) So I broke it down into like the phases of how I reacted when I saw it. (laughs) So I'm going to walk you on through those. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, so walking out to my car with a destination to go pick a topic, I saw it, and my first feeling was, like, heart sink. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drops right right down to your stomach. Yeah. And your heart and stomach are in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which made me wonder, like, is this a, not at the time, but looking back, I was wondering, is this, like, a physiological, like, what's happening in your body that actually makes you feel right, like your heart that just your heart dropped. dropped yeah that's a good question I always wonder that too when people are like oh my heart says this but my mind says this and it's like well no two parts of your brain are being used <laughs> your heart's not saying anything but yeah but I want to know what the physiological um happenings are behind those sayings but yeah okay so your heart hit your shoes and I did I did <laughs> So I looked it up to try to find an answer, oh, and then did? I didn't go that deep because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't care. But, you know, so when you look things up on Google and then, like, similar questions come up, it uh-huh. was interesting to see what else came up was, like, oh, how, uh, one of them that stood out, what does love feel like? Oh, Okay. And so it was, it was like equal amounts of questions around being sad when your heart sinks, but then also people are describing that as like when they feel love. Really? Yeah. Or heartbroken maybe, but like. Okay. Okay. Also if you're in love was what people were asking. Okay. Um, and then some, you know, I put question marks next to all these, but like, is it a 
like a spike in cortisol? Is it a palpitation in your heart? Is it increased blood pressure? Like, do any of those things actually physically make you, like, feel that? I don't know. Hmm. IDK question mark. Yeah. I I know. I can't remember now. You know when um, something bad happens and you immediately get sick to your stomach, you lose your appetite? Like, if you're sitting in the middle of dinner and someone starts fighting, you can't eat anymore. Yeah. There is, like, I I don't know if it's to do with cortisol or what, but there's, like, there is a response where adrenaline kind of rushes through your system or something rushes through your system. And that's why people will throw up after traumatic events or, like faint or whatever but it's like that those systems are in play so it's probably like to a lesser degree that kind of a stress response that kind of a stress response yeah yeah Yeah. i'll have to look it up it's in um joe navarro's book how to read anybody it's a terrible title but (laughs) but it's such a good book it's such a good book he's an old fbi profiler and so, and he's also a Cuban immigrant, and I feel like, anyway, he's, he's, it's a really good book, but he described it. I'll go back and look it up. Okay, so, your heart sinks. Okay, that was phase one. Yeah. And then this, my second response was, who did this? Of course. So, then my mind's, like, filtering through all the options flip, 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 in my flip, head. Flip, 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 immediately. Some, yes, like, going down a Starting list. Starting with, like, most recent, who did I upset? Yes. To, like, probabilistically... Who would have done something like this? Right. Like those need to match up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so there's an option on the table, which is like kind of scary who I thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, well, what about these other, like, did I underestimate somebody? Like a, like a weird encounter? Like uh-huh. is somebody actually like harboring feelings that yes, I that just. That you're not even aware of. Yeah. Um, or. Was it just some stranger, like some teenage boy with his friends walking by? And his red Sharpie. Well, teenagers would be more likely to have Sharpies on them because they, you know, vandalize anything, bathrooms, whatever. So for someone to have a paint pen on hand or a red Sharpie, I feel like that falls more in the teenager realm. Yeah. But... And I'm saying I'm... And it was just men going through my head. Right. One, because I really can't think of any women in my realm that I have, like, weird stuff with. No. Um, Also, like, (laughs) I don't know. Women, if they want to be mean to each other, know how to do it better than that. (laughs) Correct. We're much more precise and vindictive. (laughs) So, So then when... When and where did it happen? Like, I was, like, calculating, okay, I knew I went to the gas station, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Trying to, like, still piece it together. Then, after just, like, standing there and staring at it and, like, like, thinking all these things, then I was, like, mad. Right. That's four. Step four, I was mad. (laughs) It's like, why? What the? Yeah, right. Exactly. This is the perfect capturing of the phases of, like... I don't know, of all, like, angry situations, I feel like, when you're, when you're insulted or you're attacked. Right. It's like, oh, no. Disbelief. Who did this? Or denial. right. (laughs) And then, what's the one after that? You're, like, negotiating or? or I've got to look this up because I think people would want to know. I bet they're similar. Specifically what the, what are they? The phases of grief or? Yeah, they are the phases of grief. Yeah. Phases of grief. Okay. <laughs> Which also came up a lot in the search I was doing on Stages when your heart sinks. Grief. Was a lot around grief and depression too. Okay. Okay. Yes. So denial is first. Anger is second. Bargaining is third. And then it's depression and then acceptance. So you kind of flipped around. So it was like. I guess you were denial, depression, then anger? What? The bargaining, I don't know. Well, bargaining is like, well, what if I do this or what if I did that? I mean, that was kind kind of in number two. If you're thinking about 
who did this, then you're thinking about what did I do to make them do this. Mm-hmm. Is that bargaining? Um, I think the the bargaining is really specific to grief, like to loss. Yeah. So not ne- necessarily. But Okay. Well, I'm not anger. Step okay. four. <laughs> Somewhere in there I took a picture to send to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to tell somebody about it. And I am honored to be your first <laughs> Then I I stomped inside, got a towel, got my spray bottle. Nice. Came right back out and started scrubbing it away, which took a while. So (laughs) then I went back through all the phases again. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Right. Because as you're cleaning, you're like, who would do this? I can't can't believe this happened. Oh, I'm so annoyed about it. You're like... (laughs) So scrubbed for a while, and yeah. then I finally got off. But during the scrubbing, I moved through all those phases again into uh, not really surprised. And that's why I double-backed earlier. Perhaps that could be acceptance. Because, of course, women are called sluts all the time, mm-hmm. regardless of like whether it was a stranger or whether it was somebody you know, or they felt like you did something. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, which is where my thought train was headed, is mm-hmm. to, like, who cares if it was somebody or a stranger? Like, either way, the larger truth is the same. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you're better than me <laughs> about this, because I'm like... Yeah, but did you think you knew them or because if I feel like I can a lot of people can just take a senseless act, you know, like a random whatever. But when it's targeted, it's not just it doesn't feel it's not just personal because they're like calling you an insulting term or name, but it's the the cowardice of the anonymity, you know, like. Who would do that? And then it just makes everybody in your mind a suspect. Yeah. Which is so such a stressful thing to have going in your brain all the time. You know, yeah. it violates your community. It violates your, like, trust in the world around you. You know, like, it's it's like when a crime is committed against you. When somebody robs you or something, you feel so betrayed. You know, like, your world is upside down. So... I mean, good on you, I guess, (laughs) for being like, well, it doesn't matter who, because, I mean, I guess that's the only option here is, like, you have to just accept that it happened and think about it in that larger context versus trying to figure out who did it. Well, the one piece that does matter who is, like... It's kind of scary if it's somebody that you know or if it's this one person that I think it might have been. Right. That becomes a different thing. It's like, and that's the whole, that's the whole thing. (laughs) It's like, at what point does it cross a line from like, oh, that sucks and also it happens all the time and it's wrong and it was very uncool to... Actually, I'm scared. This is escalating. Yeah. Right. Yes, because if it's a random stranger, whatever, no problem. If it is the person you think who did it, this is an escalation in behavior, which means he's on track to do worse things. Which is scary. Exactly. Exactly. But to be in that space, then, is even more stressful than wondering. Did you report it? I didn't. No. Hmm. So probably should have drove my car over before I scrubbed it off. Well, you know, it's one of those things that it's like you could you could report it to the police and they'll be like, "Okay, like, why are you telling me this? But if other things happen and previous things have happened. You need a full history of the of the escalation in behavior, because taken one at a time, nothing seems that crazy. But if you have multiple reports from this one woman of this other man or whatever. Or a question mark human. Yes. Then it's like, okay, you know, like we, now we get it. Now we see that there's something stewing here. So it's, it's sucky because, you know, you never want to go to the police station for anything. 
and to report things is just embarrassing. You got to like explain yourself and like relive the humiliation and stuff. And it's like double victim, re-victimization, right? And, but if you don't do those things and three things happen, that's a trend, you know, like that's a big, that's a big deal. But if nothing's written down, no one else thinks it's a big deal. That's a good, that's a good thought. It's tricky. See, it didn't even cross my mind. Right, right, exactly. Because, and that's like very common. I mean, you just want to forget it. You just want to forget it. You're like, ugh, it's fine. It's no big deal. So that's the next, that was the next thought after Ah, all that was like, okay, where do I, what do I do with this now? Because even sending you the picture was like, do I... Oh, well, you did take a picture of it. I do, yeah. You could show the police. Yeah, I do. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Not to pressure you. You don't have to do it. It's like, should, should I, you know, for pretend this didn't happen and, like, not give it any power that way? Right. Or do I talk about it and not give it power that way? Mm-hmm. Which either way... I mean, you could make the argument that both of those give it more or less power. <laughs> sure. Um, but, you know, like staying silent about something versus calling it out was kind of like the next thought. It's like, what do I want to do with this uh-huh. information? Uh-huh. Did you, I mean, you told me, but then did you just stay silent about it? Which did you go with? Well, I. <laughs> did well, you do both? Well, I told you and then <laughs> I was like, this should be our topic. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Here we are. I'm an idiot. Sorry. I don't know. Well, like, I don't know what, what constitutes as being silent about it. Right. Like, cause for me, I can vent about something or someone in the moment, get it off my chest. And then I will never recall its existence again. Like I've written about things in a journal that I have no idea what they're referencing, like fights and things. I'm like, I don't even remember this happening because I had a great vent session with my friend after and couldn't remember it after, you know, like couldn't remember it from then on. So, so I guess in a way that's like calling it out, but then complete silence after that, because I never thought about it again. So I don't know. Well, that's the, that's the power piece (laughs) option for me is like, it's, you know, to sit there and talk about it or, or to sit there and like, honestly, it didn't affect your life after you let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, that means that they didn't get what they wanted, which I don't know. They wanted a reaction. They wanted to make someone feel bad. Like, if you don't give them that, mm-hmm. that's then a good, that's, a good that's like a way to feel like it's yours. But at the same time, then how much, you know, how many of these little things happen that we don't like talk to each other about? Right. And, you know, it's like, it might be really surprising to, some people when in reality it happens all the time and we're constantly like navigating this this reality of of being like empowered or being you know bold or whatever yeah a strong person or (laughs) Whatever, like, right, whatever some other mind might associate with being a slut, I don't know, right? You know, like, we're we're all navigating these things all the time, so yeah, if we're not talking about it, then like, that doesn't really feel right to me either. I feel like at this phase of my life, if someone called me a slut, I would be so intrigued by it, I'd be like, huh, what may I ask is your definition of a slut? Because I can see nothing in my life. Like, it's just so surprising that at at your age, at our age, that someone would use this word against you. Yeah. In a in a harassing way. Cause I you know, I've never I've never been a fan of the term slut. I've never I've never taken it back, you know. I've never like used it endearingly toward anyone. Like I've never been yeah. casual with it. We were just watching um, the show Zero 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 on Amazon Prime, or no, sorry, Hulu. There was a part where the guy, there's like a guy's wife and son who get pulled captive. It's like this whole drug war show. It's really good. Um, 
and they call her, they were like, oh, we'll take care of that slut. And, and I winced so much when they said, it was even like closed captioning because it was in Italian that they said it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. like I, it stung for me to see that word. And I, I haven't heard it in a long time. And there are a lot of terms that don't bother me. Yeah. You know, like, like bitch, cunt, you know, like those don't bother me. I can use those freely. They can be used against me freely. No problem. Water off a duck's back. <laughs> but there is something about slut that I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> well, don't say that. It's kind of violent. It's, I would, I feel like it's a more violent word. Like a more, like, than yeah. other derogatory terms. It's, yeah. It's like very rooted in like a power dynamic. Yeah. It's very like used against girls at a young, you know, starting yes. young. It is it is one of the early terms that comes out yeah. against you. Maybe that's why it still gets to me a little bit cuz it's it's poking at the inner, you know, 13-year-old. Yeah. Who doesn't even know what that means, but you're being called that. Yeah. Um the earliest sighting of the word slut was in 1402. It's been, around, it's been around a long time. The BBC gave me a little bit of information Wait, on this. That's a long time. It's been around a, lo- a long time. But it it was only meant to be, it only meant slovenly or dirty in mm. 1402. Dirty in any context. Dirty like or slovenly that. in any context, mm-hmm. yeah. Like it would be describing, you know, um, field hands or servants or laborers or whatever. Um and then it, I don't know where it picked up its, um, its meaning of like a woman of loose character or mo- low moral standard, but there was a huge spike in its use following World War One, which I was like, why would that be the case? But it's because when all the men went out to war, all the women took the jobs that they left behind because like somebody needed to keep the economy going mm-hmm. and women started to become very independent and very um, modern, you know? And so I think, and you know, people were probably married or courting when their lovey went overseas and they came back and they weren't there anymore or they got their dear Johns or something. So there was probably a lot of, you know, heartbreak and, disappointment by on men's <laughs> side coming back from the war mm-hmm. which was probably very traumatic and very difficult and all they wanted was to see their you know their Susie or whatever and she was like bye I got a job now and a new boyfriend or whatever I don't know <laughs> so there was a huge spike in like the 1920s and then there was another big spike in the use of the word in the 80s which I like I think is just people's Starting to use it in, like, music and like stuff. Like slang. Exactly, yeah. It just started to, like, reemerge as a common term. But I don't know... I don't know why it's still... Why it hurts... Why it hurts me so much still. Like, if somebody... Call, if I would be so preoccupied with it if somebody, like, really used that term against me. Well, I think that's the interesting thing. It's, like, at the very same time, it's... Really, it feels really personal. Yeah. Like, really, like, uh, like, you just punched me in the gut, dude. Like, hey, what? Like, me? Or, right. like, you know, like, right. it feels really, like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time. The way you're concaving your body over the mud, like, ugh, like, it, like something is punching you in the chest and stomach at the same time. Do you hear that? <laughs> I'm concaved. <laughs> It's also like this, it also feels very universal, like at the same time. It feels like an attack on all women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's both like 100% about me and like 0% about me. Right. You know? Right. Which is a bizarre That's true. type of insult. That's true. I, I only, I can only recall. Because I guess when a, a woman uses the word slut against another woman, it's often from a place of jealousy or insecurity or something like that. Easily dismissed. But when a man uses it against a woman, there's something weird 
attached to it. And I think it's what you're describing where it's like, it's very personal and it's an insult to every woman everywhere, old and young, you know, like just. Well, okay. Do you think that (laughs) women like establish power when they call other women sluts? Are they trying to establish power or do I think Well, in either do? in either way, whether they use it as like a, an inter, like a term of endearment or if they like use it as a put down. Like do you think that women who say it about yeah. other women get like get more power by yeah, saying it? Yeah, I think I think that they do. You when do? I'm thinking of well, I mean, I don't think I don't think they truly I don't I don't give them power, but I think when a another woman says it to me or like like you still consider that a power play? I yeah, I think that's them trying to maintain like I'm in charge here. Mm. I'm like the alpha female, you know. Sip slut. If I said that to someone, like if I just said that casually, oh, so true. You know, that's me saying like, I mean, you're you're slovenly. You know, like <laughs> it still has its root meaning, which is you're yeah. less than, you're dirty. Yeah. And so now it just, in the modern day, it's taken on the sexual side of it, but, like, the dirty part is still there. And so Mm -hmm. even if you're just, like, (laughs) because it's different from, hey, bitch, you know, like, I think that's different from, what's up, slut? Like, (laughs) well, because I feel like what's underneath (laughs) bitch is, like, your bossy or, like, a Uh strong-willed, right? right? And, like, those are... Qualities were power qualities. Yeah, Yeah. like we're learning to like be on board with those. Yeah, right. Whereas, like, I don't know, liberation or like self expression or whatever might be associated with slut are still maybe murkier qualities. Maybe. I, but so I guess, I guess if I were using the term slut as a term of endearment, which I just can't imagine a time that I ever would. I guess it would be in reference to your like sexual freedom, like your mm-hmm. comfort and sexual promiscuity, like good for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I've if I've ever said, "Hey, what's up, slut?" or have that said to me, it's not in a it's not a boss bitch kind of way, you know. Like, <laughs> it's not like t- tipping your hat to that woman. It's like. Oh, you're, like, I'm letting you know that I'm, like, just one peg higher in the pecking order yeah. than you. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I looked up some other synonyms for the word slut. Would oh, you like to hear that? I, I would. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going to start with some ones that we all know and then get into the weirder ones. But I thought it would be fun to, like, maybe swap some of these out, you know, to be, just open up your vocabulary and to maybe, like, take back the word in a more comfortable way and like because I don't I personally still don't feel like I feel like bitch I'm I'm like halfway there with bitch like there's still very rarely a time where people use it and I'm like really deeply offended yeah I feel like I've kind of kind of gotten over that one now if people call me a bitch I'm like you're you're goddamn right like (laughs) get the fuck out of my face you know like no problem but okay so here are some other words so we know we know floozy. That's an old one. <laughs> floozy. Floozy. Um, we know hussy. That's a personal favorite of mine. I think hussy is That's hilarious. That's a funny one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at that little hussy. Skank, which I don't, I've never liked the word skank. Yeah. I don't know why. Just seems... It's just trashy. It's never good. Um, and then a tart or a tarty. Depending, you know, if you're in the UK, a tardy. Oh. A strumpet is another across-the-pond term. Okay. Um, and then here are some ones that I think we could we could do something with these. A plug. <laughs> <laughs> a plug? What's that plug? Yeah, I don't know. That one was, like, in the English, like, dictionary. Like, I don't... Like, I don't in know. the Oxford Dictionary? Correct, yeah. It was not... It was not like some random um, urban dictionary thing. Okay. Um, jade or jade stone. A jade stone is an actual stone. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm all, aware. I, once, <laughs> once more, I am concaved, except this time. <laughs> you look like you're reaching up into your uterus, is what that looks yeah, like. Yeah, with a pretend date <laughs> stone. When you said it, you started to curl your hand down around like you were going to reach into your vagina. And then you and then you made that like plucking motion, like a jade stone is actually right here. Like you're gonna pull. I was like, where's she going with this? Um, no. but correct. <laughs> Still it got my actual- clothes on. <laughs> Despite what you might think if you saw me between uh, <laughs> last Sunday and, and Wednesday. <laughs> um okay, so Jade. So now when I meet a jade, I've met like two jades in the past week. I'm like, oh dear, somebody should have done their research. Um, this one I love, a trollop, T-R-O-L-L-O-P. Trollop. Trollop. Okay. That sounds delightful. Yeah. I think like that's a cute little like compliment. You're, you're frolicking. What a trollop you are, you know. We should throw that one at people as a compliment and they'll be like, thank you. Like, I just called you a slut. <laughs> I'm breaking down women. Um... Okay, a slattern, S-L-A-T-T-E-R-N. Slattern. A slattern. I don't know what to say about that one. It's, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Um, a hack. Oh, I didn't know a hack. Na- that's not nice. <laughs> what? That one get to you so much. I don't know. It's like... I feel like I've called men hacks way more than... I've never called a woman a hack. Well, a ha- yeah, a hack is like a hack. somebody doesn't like try or like they're a slob. But it's like mm. not I, nice. I, I kind of like a hack in like showbiz where they're like oh. they're kind of a wannabe or a poser or they're tired, their act is old, and he's a hack, you know. Oh. Like a has-been. I don't, I don't actually even know if that's accurately used, but when I call people hacks, I'm like, ah, get it. Get a new, get new material. Like I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, a nag, n a g, a nag. Which I want to say that song with Kanye West and is it Estelle, American Boy? That song. I think he said, "Oh, cut, oh, wag." No, he says "wag" in that song. Sorry, <laughs> that's another British term because she's British. Okay, Grasnowana, and then um, so nag. Well, if you so called nag. anyone a nag, they would think that. We That's were just also saying they were nagging. Right, nagging. Yeah, someone were a nag. Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, my personal favorite, a hustler. A hustler. <laughs> I think that one, that one's super easy to take back. Hustler. Easy. Yeah, see, a few of these you could say and no one would even know what you were that's also true. About. That's also true. Yeah. So then you could, you know, experiment and with very little to no consequence. I'm going to stick with trollop. I like really, really into, into trollop. And then what was the other one I liked? I don't know. Anywho, I just thought it would be fun to throw some, throw some synonyms out for you. Plug. So it's interesting <laughs> that so many of those, Plug. I mean, they all sound like old English terms. Well, this the term slut is a very old term. I mean, I guess, yeah, 1400. It's super old, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how words originate. I know there's a whole field of study dedicated to where words originate from. I forget what it's called. So, I wonder. Etymology. And there it is. I knew what it was, but I couldn't think of it. Etymology. Anywho. So, well, so maybe maybe language, which it has been in a lot of causes, is like a starting point for rising above this whole thing. I don't even know what to call it. It's a thing. It's a personal attack, but it's like a it's way bigger than that too. So I don't know even what to call it. All right, I'm gonna put myself in the shoes of your name caller. So you're I tired hope, already. I hope I'm <laughs> I hope that I'm drunk. I hope I'm drunk. Okay. If I'm not a, okay, I'm gonna assume I'm not a teenager. Okay. But I'm gonna hope that I'm drunk. Because it was very sloppily written. It was very clearly men's handwriting. It was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um 
I'm passing by your car. Um, and I, I hate you so much. I know it's your car because I'm obsessed with you because I'm obsessed with how much I hate you. Um, and so I see your car sitting there, but it's like broad daylight. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink. That's where my drunkenness comes from. And then I'm going to grab a marker, but like, uh, why would it be a red Sharpie? Well, it wasn't even red. It was like maroon. It was like a weird color. It, that's why I thought it was keyed. Cause yeah. I was like, is it rust? What is going, what is under there? Yeah. It's not even like a red Sharpie that adults would oh, have on hand. Do you think it could have been black and then over those four days faded? Maybe. It I think could that's have. what have happened. It's more so likely it a was person there had longer, a black. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have a suspicion it was a black Sharpie which is much easier to pull out of a kitchen drawer. So true. Especially me, a man who lives alone and who's so angry and desperate. I've got plenty of junk drawers. So anyways, I grab my marker and I'm like, I'm just going to go for a walk. And if her car's there, I'm going to do something to it. And then I specifically, was the gas tank side parked on the sidewalk side? Or would he have had to go around the car? I guess the side. I guess the um, gas depends. tank is always on the sidewalk side. Yes, because if you're, you're true. always parked on it's the right side, it's always on the sidewalk side. Okay, so it wouldn't be. He didn't have to go out of his way. No, it was in a the quick, center of the street. Yeah, it was like quick, but not too bad. quick because it got a squiggly underline. <laughs> underline. Because <laughs> after I wrote it, I thought I want her to know that I really mean this. So I underlined it. <laughs> and I just squiggle. I hope as you're listening, you just take at least one opportunity while we say the word squiggly underline to like <laughs> to move form your hand, your hand as if you're holding a Sharpie and then do this little motion. It's just one, two, three. Yeah. Like when someone's really insulting at a restaurant and they ask for the check from across the room and they go, check please. And they do, and they do that little squiggly signature in the air. That kind of oh, thing. Yeah. That's sort of how I was doing That's like moves. a W, though. Yeah, right. But we're doing it vertically instead of horizontally. We're just doing it. If you want to, you know, Anyways, join us. Anyways, get on board. Try and keep up, guys. We're moving real fast here. Anyway, um, so that's like the only scenario I could see. Because where your car was parked, where it may have happened, was not in like a hub of our nightlife. Nor was it on a throughway to nightlife from where... This if it was that day. Been, if it was that day, yeah. I don't know. It's definitely a man's handwriting. It was probably a black Sharpie that faded over the sun and snow and rain. Or the cold. I don't know what makes it. Probably just the sun. I don't know what makes it fade. That's why it looked maroon and weird. And then that little, that little squiggle under it, I think, will be the giveaway. I bet you if you Ooh. came across anything someone, that person wrote... The person, the prime suspect, I bet you if you looked at anything on his notes, you'd see that little. Look out, world. Dumbass little squiggle. Because it's almost like a reflex. Like, when I write a name on a card, I do I do that squiggle, and I put a little arrow at the bottom, or a heart, depending on. You do. I yeah. found a card with an arrow Yeah, right. And so, it's it's one of those things. It's like, he can't not do that. If he wrote something in capital letters, it's got to have that squiggle mark under it. We got to do some handwriting sample analysis. <laughs> so we're getting into forensics here. But also the way the SLUT was written, that would be a super easy one to like match the handwriting. It's a long enough word that you could definitely find a match in the handwriting. Well, how many people do use without the, the line... What? Just a U underline. Oh, that's right. Just an under U. Mm-hmm. An under U. Just one just one swoop. One swoop yeah. U. And the S was sort of jagged. It wasn't like a curly S. It was sort of like just like the underline. Kind of messed up. Yeah. It was just like the underline. Should I look at it again? We're gonna don't worry, we'll put it on the Instagram page. I think it's, like, the perfect place for this. <clears throat> Anyways, okay, so 
you scrubbed it. You went through your phases again. You decided you would tell tell me about it. And then what happened after that? Well, and you came to the same feeling, you know, we texted back and forth like a couple times. And I was like, I think this should be our episode. And then what'd you say? Turn it on its head. Yes. And that was the same feeling that I had. It was like, we're given these inputs all the time in lots of different ways. And a lot of times they're super subtle and they're not even worth mentioning, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about in previous episodes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're very worth mentioning, Mm -hmm. maybe to multiple people or to like authorities or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, there's this whole in-between category where it's like, what do you do with that? Like, how do you take something that was meant to hurt you, whether it was a stranger or somebody targeting you, either way, like, either way it was done to hurt you. Right. What, which, and those are both sad and, like, awful for different reasons. Right. But how do you take that and then, like, move forward with your life and, like... And, you know, stay true to yourself mm-hmm. and feel like, you know what, I'm not going to let that thing make me feel this way. I'm going to make let it make me feel this way. It's just like, I think it's the most humiliating thing is that you can't not care. You know, like, there is no way that you can just not care about something like this. Even though it's so juvenile and it's so pointless and it's such a grasp at attention from you because you did say oh clearly it was meant to hurt me but I also think there's this possibility of like she knows it was she'll she'll know it was me and I want to start something with her Mm -hmm. I want her to get mad at me and talk to me because that's what that was like classic high school breakup move was like I'm gonna do something to continue the fight because I still want your attention any publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I don't think it's less about like hurting your feelings. I think it's just getting a rise out of you, just getting some sort of reaction mm. because the person who did it is pathetic and desperate and lonely. And you're obviously a slut because you aren't paying me the attention that I want. So I'm going to drive a knife into you where I know it will hurt. And then maybe you'll give me some attention. Yeah, see, that's funny, because it, like, (laughs) that was never, that would, uh, that's not the reaction that I would never. You'd never pick up your, (laughs) pick up your sword and be like, fine, I'll go fight this person. One, because, like, yeah, if it's anonymous enough where I can't say for certain, like, I'm not gonna confront you about it. That's ridiculous. And... (laughs) (laughs) and it so quickly turned from like being feeling like it was about me to just like a more general universal like man this is not okay (laughs) like we're all just out here trying to live our lives (laughs) what did Uh, we ever do to you give y'all babies right (laughs) yeah sorry i don't know (laughs) It was so quick. And once it enters that realm for me, it's, you know, it's a different thing. Yeah. Well, there's, it's very much a sense of leave me alone. Just leave me alone. You know, like, I think there are certain phrases in in your life that never get old, which is like, I want to go home. (laughs) What is one of them? (laughs) Sometimes that's all that needs to be said is I want to go home. And then... Leave me alone is definitely another one of like, you can say it when you're four or 50 or whatever. Like, yeah, leave me alone. (laughs) Kids are the best at saying it, but it's just like this. It's just a raw emotion. It's just a raw feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what it is. Like, why? Why you get it? Now I got to spend 30 to 60 minutes cleaning this off my car, feeling spiteful and angry, but then but then having this sense of resignation because it's like, well, I don't know who did it and I don't know 
I'm not going to do anything about it, so I guess I'll just clean this off my car and carry on with my life. Yeah, and at least not let it get to me, but now decide what to do with it. Right. Because you have to do something. Yeah. I mean, maybe some people can let that stuff go. I don't know. <sighs> like, completely, but mm. I don't know. I don't know if ever that stuff goes away completely. You might forget the details of it, but I think the emotion, the pain is still there somewhere. Because it's just like a micro trauma. It's just this teeny little trauma mm-hmm. that stays in your body somewhere. So you can forget the... It's, it's kind of like when people get in, you know, you hear about family members getting in fights or like long-term friends getting in fights that are so big that they don't speak to each other for 10 years. What was the fight about? I don't remember. It's like, what? <laughs> like, you've forgotten the details, but the trauma of the event and the fight and the reason right. you stopped talking is still there. Yeah. So they hang on to it. And it seems very stubborn, but maybe it's completely legitimate. Well, at I that point, know. you've, like, internalized it, and it's, like, totally in your body. hmm Were you looking something up on there? I looked at your, um, I was looking at your picture. Oh. I put it down in front of you, but I didn't, but you didn't look at it. That's all. We had to do some, uh, some investigative work. We're not. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of over it. Sleep, <laughs> but I thought it was worth talking about. Well, I enjoy... I enjoy walking through acts like this because you can easily say, oh, they're so senseless. Oh, who would do something like that? And it's like, okay, no, but really, who would do it? You're walking down the street. You see the car of a person you know that you despise. What are the circumstances that drive you to say, I'm going to do this? Because I don't think this person was just walking by with a marker in their pocket. It wasn't spontaneous. I think they had to come back to it, had to come back to your car to do it. Yeah, unless it was a random kid. Yeah, I don't think it was. <laughs> it was underlined. See, before we... <laughs> you know, and a kid, I feel like, would draw a dick under it or something. I don't know, like, yeah. or make it funny somehow. This was Well, like... that was an interesting thought, too. Like, what? <laughs> wow, it's so simple. They really, it's just... S-L-U-T, squiggly underline. Mm-hmm. That's it. No exclamation point. No draw. Oh, like, what would make true. you stop at that point? Like, you've already drawn on somebody's car. Like, why true. wouldn't you just draw over the whole why car? Why you come up with something else? That's a good point. You know? Yeah, jazz it up a little, too. Like we said, with the exclamation points. Why stop if you're there? Really mean, if you really mean it. That's interesting, you know? Maybe, because the lack of exclamation point now makes me think, and it was just like random and and funny and stupid because it wasn't angry. I feel like the exclamation point. But I don't know that. But squiggle. what if it was a guy's car? If it was a stranger, then how they know it was my car? I mean, I have a few tells. I have some like <laughs> furry cushions on my front seats. <laughs> well, that was also my that was my original idea of why I threw out the random strangers because it's like. You'd only, you would only write the word slut on a woman's car. You could probably tell it was a woman's car. I mean, there's nothing like right. totally obvious on there. But also the word is so specific. It's so targeted. It is. It's You'd so have to be specific. very sure that it was a woman's car. If it were me, if I were a teenage boy and I wanted to write something on a woman's car, I would probably write boobs or penis. You know, like <laughs> write something stupid and random not like a direct attack on someone but are teenage boys getting meaner are they getting more violent oh are they getting less i don't think so i think they're just as just as male as they've always been i think the i think the expressions are a little different just because now boys are like under scrutiny for everything mm-hmm. like men and boys are under scrutiny for a lot so I feel like again they've got a, they probably have a lot to be upset about and other girls their age to be upset at I don't I feel like if they were upset about 
about you specifically, it wouldn't make any sense. You don't know any teenage boys, but they would <laughs> yeah. be like, Paige is a slut or Paige equals slut. Like if oh, a so boy true. is writing, if a boy is writing slut, they want everyone to know who the slut is because they're mad about it. Right? Yeah. I'm getting good at this. <laughs> Do you pick all of this Sherlock Holmes hat (laughs) and a magnifying glass? Did you pick this all up and read anybody? (laughs) No, Paige. It's a book about body language. Okay, and actually, it's it was like really helpful in learning who had feelings for whom in my graduate school class. Yeah, (laughs) the feet. The feet are always a giveaway. Oh, Have if they're, ever, like, pointed at uh If the feet are pointed at yeah. the person. Um, or if they're, like, bouncing or tapping or moving. That's another thing. Um, have you ever seen, like, you know, men or women flirting or people flirting at the bar or something, and they're sitting near each other and their knees touch? Have you seen that before? Mm-hmm. Well, knees is a pretty... That's a pretty easy first, like, Well, nudge. yeah, exactly. So the knee... I feel like with knees... If my knee touches somebody else's, I'm pulling it away quick. Oh, yeah. Unless I want our knees to touch. So if two people are, like, flirting and whatever or or into each other and not flirting and their knees touch but neither one pulls their knee away, it's on. That's it. That's, that's a big. It. That's a big tell. But yeah, anyway. that's a big tell. I can see that. <laughs> Anyways, I also, I mean, I feel like it's just so obvious when two people are attracted to each other. There's so many physical things that happen. Is that what the whole book is about? Or is it all kinds oh, of emotions? Oh, it's all kinds of things. It's like people who, like, you can tell if kids have been abused. Um, you can tell if someone's lying. You can tell if people have feelings for each other or or whatever. Or if someone's just, like, anxious about a situation. Because he used to be, he was an FBI interrogator. So he would watch people's body language. And he was called the human lie detector. And so... It's a it's a really it's a really interesting book, particularly the part on like kids who are who are abused yeah. by their parents just have very really distinct body language, like they don't move their arms a lot. They keep their arms pinned to their side, hmm. and they stay they stay very still. Which, when you say it out loud, you're like, oh yeah, and, and I think we're good at picking up on these types of mm. cues from people, but we don't know what to ascribe them to. Right, like we can usually tell when someone's being insincere or lying to us, but we can't quite put our finger on why, you know, which is Mm -hmm. why people just call it your gut reaction or that instinct. And you really should follow it. You don't have to put a name to it. Well, somebody, I don't know who, but somebody describes intuition as like, there, I mean, there's like the whole like woo woo kind of definition, but then I heard another different definition that was like, you record all these things in your life mm-hmm. and you tuck them all away. And so your intuition in a lot of ways is just like referencing pulling, that old material. Yeah, pulling mm-hmm. that information and you might not be able to, like you said, pinpoint it or say it exactly. But it's all of these different like things in your brain saying like, you've seen this before, like you know what this is. right? And maybe you don't have the reason, but like... It's coming from somewhere. Yes. Yes. Um, that's a really good... Well, so I've heard, like, that that would be, like, heuristics, which is, like, a mental shortcut that you take. Um, but, like, stereotypes can fall in that category, too. Where it's like, oh, every person I've met of the, from this country or who grew up in this city does these things. Uh-huh. And that's how stereotypes form. Um, but there are... I don't know. There are there are things that are legitimate that you're talking about where it's like I know that especially with women I feel like we're pretty good at picking up on when someone is not trustworthy like when a man is a threat mm-hmm. or like a creep the the like ugh factor and it's because we've experienced a lot of it you know in our lifetime typically and so we have that, yeah, we have that manual in our head. So of like, many little times. I know, I know this behavior. I know, I know this type of person. Yeah. And I don't trust them. Anyway, it was a nice little sidetrack there, but. 
Joan of Arrow. It's a great book. <laughs> it was so good. I remember you told me about it like a year or two ago, and mm-hmm. I wanted to read it then, and then I forgot about it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it's what you do with it that matters. Anybody can read that book and find it interesting and whatever. But we still ignore nonverbal cues like, yeah. routinely. Like, someone still doesn't know that you want to get out of the conversation with them. Or, or they want to get out of conversation with you by pointing a foot toward the door. Like, <laughs> like, how far does a person have to inch away from you for you to be like, clearly they're in a rush and they don't want to be in this conversation anymore. You know, like, we still ignore them. So he also does describe the, the concept of social intelligence, which I think is just perfect. Uh-huh. I think it's a perfect term because... That's that's what it is. That's the fundamental, like, why are you so inept? Why are you not reading the cues? Like, for, for people, mm-hmm. for some people, it's so obvious how to read a room. And, like, people that don't have social intelligence just seem, like, just seem so clumsy. And the other, he describes social intelligence in conjunction with learning how to read people. So, like... If you're reading the fact that, like, a couple is very upset with each other and they're not having a good time, you don't then say, hey, are you two okay? The social intelligent piece becomes you recognize the situation's not okay, so you back out of it gracefully. You don't, like, address it, you know? (laughs) There are times and places to address these things. And so it's not just being able to read people. It's knowing when to intervene and when to hold back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What you do with that information you said. Right. Do you change your own body language now that you've read it? Um, no, you can't. You can't. You really can't. You can manage your body language for a couple minutes at a time, but something always gets you. Something always betrays you. I don't know. Some I'm sure some people are like better at maintaining their body language than others. Um, poker for instance, Mm. you know, but you're only controlling the top half of your body, but it's still like the way they move their hands around their cards. It's all, there's always a tell. There's always a tell. It's really interesting stuff. <laughs> you can just watch a Joe Navarro like YouTube, YouTube video and he goes through it like in eight minutes or something. Mm. But it seems like shortcut. Yeah. Anyway, how do you want to wrap this? I have no idea. Tie I've been wondering about for. A while. <laughs> Should we just overuse the term slut and slutty for, like, everything? We'll be like, well, look at these slutty little car tires. They're so worn down. How slovenly. I don't know. Like, just, I might need just a print out of your list so I can mix it up. Like, really throw them all in. Like, how many can you use in a sentence? Yeah. I guess we can't just start throwing the word slut around. Oh, there was something in that BBC article about slut walks. <laughs> oh, I've done that. You have? Yeah, in college. <laughs> what are they? And what Well, if it's if it's what I think it is, um you like dress in, you know, quote unquote slutty attire and go on a march with lots of other people. Um, you dress in slutty attire? Yeah. And the whole point is, like, I think it came from, you know, like, on-campus rape. um, Yes. And, like, all... Calling to end rape culture, victim-blaming, and slut-shaming of sexual assault victims. Yes, that. Okay. So the idea is, like, uh, me wearing X, Y, or Z has nothing to do with the fact that this person did this to me. Is a monster, yeah. Um, Or her, or whomever. Right, right, right. So, yep. Lots of tiny clothing items and posters mm-hmm. and walking around. So that would make me extra uncomfortable because if I'm out there trying to turn the tide on rape culture and I'm dressed in scandalous clothing, I'm just going to feel like I'm going to be raped the whole time. Like, I'm going to be afraid to see men who are just watching the parade. Yeah. Because why wouldn't they? It's a parade of sluts. How delightful. 
You know, and then you're like, fuck, we're not doing anything now. Like, now it's just getting thrown back in our faces. I'm scared. You it, know? Was, it was a really weird. Yeah, it, it, it was very strange because it is like I'm still uncomfortable, even though I'm surrounded by a 100 other women right now. Yeah. Even though this is like a very specific and thought out right. like, cause or intention. Totally. Or whatever, it's still like. <sighs> All well intended. And not every, you know, plenty of people were in it who weren't, who were just wearing their normal clothes. Right. It's not like a requirement, but. Right. Um, you know, that's the, that's the whole concept. Yeah. It's like, who. <laughs> I don't know if there's any march that could turn that around for me, though. If turn, I'm in. Turn what around? Turn around, turn around like the feeling of being afraid oh, of, yeah. for what I am wearing if men are looking at me because of what I'm wearing. Oh, no, no. No way. Well, one March versus how many days and minutes have you been right. an adult woman? Right. I mean, right. it would take a lot of, it would take, take many marches. another 20 years of marching, 12 <laughs> hours a day to kind of get back to ground just zero. just have to constantly march. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, okay, so. Well, this, this is a good one for us to, if you, maybe you have a story that you've been holding on to. Ooh, yeah. And, you know, maybe you don't even want to say it in your own voice. You could send us a message. You could send us an anonymous email, although just send it through Instagram because we don't have an email. And, you know, we'll tell, yeah. we'll tell it. Yeah. We'll read it on your behalf. We'd love to do that if you think it would help. Yeah. Or, you know, not. <laughs> just don't be a slut about it. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't get it comfortable with the word. You tried. I did try. That's A space workplace. You found us here. Now click subscribe so we can keep filling your ear holes and get us on Instagram at a workplace podcast. What workplace? I don't know.